podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Before we get to the next great episode of Bosco's Boys, remember this show and all of our episodes are sponsored by Manhattan Brewing Company. They're the best craft brewery in the entire state of Kansas, and in my opinion, the entire region. It doesn't matter matter if you're a hophead, someone who likes something more malty or fresh, crisp, and refreshing. Your new favorite beer is on tap at Manhattan Brewing Company. I guarantee it. They also have a fully stocked bar for signature cocktails as well. So whether you're going to watch the cats tip off in March Madness, stop by somewhere before the WNIT game in Bramlage for the women, or if you need something to take back home, Manhattan Brewing Company, whether on tap, four packs, or crowlers, is the beer for you. Trust me. Now, let's get into the show. Campbell's freaking state is dancing. A new season has begun. Tang has his first year cats in position for a run. So grab a bracket, grab a brew or beverage of your choice. John C. Bart's gladness when he hears Bosco's voice. Oh, don't you know we're on a podcast with Bosco's voice? Because I love you, hands, baby. We're on a podcast with Bosco's voice. Thank you. Thank you very much. Boom, the boys are back, and it is a quick take, hot take episode. K-State takes down Montana State. Honestly, pretty low-stress win, low-stress cover for those of you who are betters. Uh, It was, what, eight and a half is what it closed at. I think it might have opened up around nine and a half. Um, Really, again, for for a March Madness game, about as low-stress as it can get. Um, had some highlight moments. Um, and again, it wasn't a perfect game by any means. It was not a perfect uh, game by any means, uh, but it was um, pretty low stress. We, we saw a bunch of uh, upsets uh, in the first round. Um, so, yeah, there was a little bit of a worry, but ultimately um, pretty easy, pretty easy win. Pretty easy cover. Uh, We're going to get everyone up here. I'll get my thoughts out of the way so I can really just kind of whip it around and kick it to everyone who wants to uh, get their opinions out there. Um, Ultimately, your stars played uh, big roles. Uh, Marquise Noel, Keontae Johnson, uh, both of those guys played absolutely awesome. Uh, Keontae Johnson ends up with 
18 points, eight rebounds, three assists. Marquis Noel, 17 points, 14 assists. He has a points and assists double-double and six rebounds. You had those two guys, and then you had David Gasson joining them with 10 points. Naquan Tomlin, 13 points, all of them in the second half. Desi Sills uh, was seven. He had a little bit of foul trouble. Cam Carter, an efficient eight points, three of four from the field, one of one from uh, three-pointer. Ish had two points. Egiola had two points. Nate Aubrey and Tyke Green got into the game. No points. Ultimately, the, the biggest frustration I have, the biggest hang-up I have with that game uh, was Naquan Tomlin getting in foul trouble once again. Uh, I, I've been saying this for weeks now, for the better part of uh, the, what, the better part of the last two months, I, I've been saying it. Um, if Naquan Tomlin can give you 28 to 30 minutes out there, he's going to do big things. Uh, he had maybe his worst five-minute stretch as a K-State Wildcat early on uh, in the game uh, in that first half. The first, like, what, six minutes? He played five of them. Absolutely horrible. Just bad. You have to call a spade a spade. It was ugly. But then he was on fire basically from the minute things got going in the second half, and we saw what a weapon Naquan Tomlin can be. Now, we're not going to be able to afford him to take off an entire half for Kentucky, uh, but this was a team that we were just flat out better than. Um, I want to give Montana State credit. They are probably better than I thought they were, uh, but they're not at the quality of K-State. They're not. Uh, they would have beat Arizona. There are some teams that Montana State was capable of upsetting in this tournament. K-State just was not one of them. And uh, ultimately, I'm over the moon. I'm pumped. I can't wait for Sunday. I'm sure at some point during this quick quick take, hot take uh, show, instant reaction, we'll find out what time we're playing. Uh, but at this point, anyone who wants to come up, please request it. I'll get you up here. We can get your guys' thoughts, your guys' opinions, your quick takes, your hot takes, anything you want to uh, say about uh, K-State moving on to the round of 32. Before we get started with that, remember, we are sponsored by Manhattan Brewing Company, the best craft brewery in the entire state of Kansas. Not only do they have the most delicious beer in the state, they have a pretty killer tap room as well with a fully stocked bar. Even if you don't like beer, which I think is crazy, I guarantee your new favorite beer is on tap at Manhattan Brewing Company right now. They're doing signature cocktails they're doing all sorts of stuff food trucks coming by trivia anything you want to do you can do at manhattan brewing company make sure you're following them on social media to stay up to date with their distribution coming to kansas city and lawrence soon and all the events in the tap in the tap room let's start with my guy joel joel uh relatively at least from my opinion low stress win and low stress cover uh what are your takeaways from yeah i mean i'm i mean no game is low stress for me. I stress out about everything to like an absolute ridiculous amount. But it was it was nice to just handle business, you know, against a team that you should just handle business with and just see a chalk win. It's kind of crazy you can say that about the Cats, but it feels freaking good. Um, we looked athletic. Uh, Marquise was a little sloppy at first. 
Um, please no more behind the back passes in the freaking tournament. Um, but Kentucky is very beatable, and we look like one of the better teams in the tournament. Yeah, what's wild is uh, in a tournament where there haven't been a ton of dominating performances, um, you, you kind of sit back and look and, and say, yeah, uh, could we have really put put the uh, shoe on the neck, foot on the neck in the first half? Yeah, probably. Uh, but ultimately, again, uh, there haven't been a ton of dominating performances so far in this tournament. And you got to kind of come away saying, wow, you know, K-State really put on one of the best performances so far in the tournament. Uh, let's go next to uh, – we'll go to uh, Chris, my guy Chris. Uh, what are your takeaways? What are your thoughts about this dub moving on to the round of 30? Yeah, it was a pretty good win. Um, you know, it wasn't uh, – I was probably expecting a little bit more uh, highlights. I was thought we'd get some more jams and highlight plays, but really it was just kind of a – even keel game and we kind of gradually built uh, a lead for a good chunk of the first half it was pretty neck and neck and then um, got a little bit of a lead and then the second half we just kind of kept it around 10 and then kind of secured the cover which won some money by the way so that was nice so um, yeah I mean it was it was a good win and nothing really just it was just a kind of a, a just a nice win and nothing too out of the ordinary and um i don't know probably sound bad but in, in a good way it was kind of a kind of a, a boring win like it just you just we kind of did what we expected to do and and we won and we're moving on and now we got to face kentucky so i'm happy i'm pleased and i i think we we did yeah i i actually thought that there was a relatively high amount of uh, highlights in that second half. We had some dunks, uh, had some uh, three-point shots, had some blocks. Um, but but it wasn't like the, you know, the Radford game or even the Oklahoma game, so I get that. But Yeah, so uh, I should I, specify, not like – I was thinking like some of the OU highlights, Radford, like those types of highlights. So I guess relatively – Oh yeah, no, for sure, it's all good. But yeah, I I I agree with you. Again, there, there were moments, but but that's the NCAA tournament. And again, uh, Montana State, uh, I I truly think they're a good little you know Big Sky type thing. I, I think they're one of uh, you know the more solid uh, Big Sky teams since you know I, I think they're talking about on the broadcast when Montana was a 12 seed and upset. Uh, was it San Diego State? I, I can't remember who it was, but but that was back in like 2012. So I think if you look at some of the advanced stats, this was one of the uh, better uh, big sky teams in the last decade. So uh, I, I was happy with it. And, and again, I'll take boring wins all the way to Houston if that's what it takes. Uh, let's go to Coley Dub next. Coley Dub, uh, just give me your instant reaction to this, man. What's up, Scott? Man, thanks, thanks for hosting this. I was, I was, I thought you weren't going to do it, but old Bosco boys and Chauncey Bosco said, "Hey, Scott, we got to do this." So, thank you for uh, hosting a little live show. A quick reaction after the after the game. Um, I mean, it it was uh, the game was very like, like the game was very like I. 
like it was not necessary. It wasn't concerning. I, I guess that's the best way to put it. Like I was never concerned or worried that like K State's gonna fuck this up or K State's gonna like not win. It was more so a factor of like K State's gonna win, but like like how much? Because like I mean, uh, they they kind of they hit some buckets like late. And he was like, oh, they hit a three, they do whatever. But it was never a real concern about if KCA was going to win or not because they just – I mean, I feel like Naquan Tomlin came – I feel like Naquan Tomlin just, like, just stepped up so much in the second half. Um, I was really never concerned about the win, but it was kind of one of those games. I was. It was never a blowout, but it was never – it was never just, like, a worry. I, I don't know. It just – Cats won. They kind of did what they needed to do, but let's uh, let's get some more dubs. You know, let's keep this train rolling because it appears that I mean TCU struggling, a bunch of Big Twelve teams struggled today, but Cats came through got the dub. Yeah, I, I'm glad you brought up Naquan Tomlin because again, I, I think that really is the difference of uh, this team possibly being one and done in the tournament, one win, and then bowing out in the round of 32 and maybe going all the way to Houston. Um, we saw uh, how deadly we could be on offense when he's out there, and then again, his length causes problems on defense, even if he isn't the best defender. Um, and again, I, I think we all have talked about how it was a low-stress win, and we did that basically getting nothing from Naquan in the first half. Desi Sills dealing with foul trouble himself throughout the entire game. Uh, and everything just kind of, you know, nothing great. It was not a perfect game, and you still were able to get what we wanted done. Um, one stat that I want to bring up because I saw it officially on Twitter, uh, Marquise Noel's 14 assists was the most ever for a Wildcat in an NCAA tournament game. So a little bit of more, uh, you know, Marquise Noel ink in the record book. We'll go up to Nick next, the Coffee Fiend. And then, again, anyone who wants to get up here, uh, just request. And if you can't if, – if some of you guys are new, if you don't know how to request, if you put it in the chat, I'll get you up here as well. Um, but ultimately, thanks to everyone who's participating. Thank you to everyone who's listening. Uh, we'll go to the Coffee Fiend next, and then we'll go to Cali Micah. So I got to give mad props or – the MVP of the game to the bench with Tomlin, Desi Sills, and some of the other players getting in foul trouble. They had to step up and provide good minutes and be able to score. And Gasson, uh, Bebe, and even even Ish, not on not necessarily on the offensive side, but on the defensive side, they uh, locked down and played their role. So huge, massive props to the bench coming up clutch and providing a much-needed uh, lockdown. Um, other than that, it was it was fun to watch. Um, even though it is 11, almost 11.30 at night, not usual to this uh, late-night games, but a win's a win. So Sunday, let's go Wildcats, the true purple. Yeah, Ish didn't do much on offense, and I, I don't have the uh, live stats for a amount of minutes, but I think he made a good call out. They, they were out there a little bit more than maybe uh, was the plan. Uh, I think Ish did do a good job trying to bat, box out, clear out, 
for others to pick up rebounds. I think he only ended up with one or two. Uh, but that's something that is going to have to happen on Sunday. Uh, Bebe, Ish, Gasson are going to have to get a body on Oscar Chibway and maybe not grab those rebounds, but clear things out so other folks can come in and grab those rebounds. I think that's going to be uh, super important, and I'm glad you shouted that out. I want to give a shout-out to David Gasson as well uh, because I think we have seen throughout – uh, the season again, he has not been consistent, and quite frankly, we haven't needed him to be that number three guy. But he really was that guy in the first half because again, you didn't get anything from Tomlin, you weren't really getting anything from Desi in that first half. Yassan was able to supplement with a few points here or there, uh, in the first half, and then again, he and you know what? Let's give a little credit to him, he ended up hitting those two flagrant uh, foul free throws despite him being like a 32% free throw shooter, maybe he's found his uh, touch. Also, he got robbed. He should have gotten yeah. credit for that bucket as well. I wonder what happened on that. Yeah. Uh, it, he made it. Yeah, I, I agree. I, that was weird. That, that was, was weird. Absurd. But I, yeah, I think it was absurd. But I, I think that was I think that was good. And good shout-outs from uh, uh, the coffee theme, Nick. Uh, let's go out to the West Coast where it's only uh, nine – 20 instead of uh, 11, 21, 20. So Callie, Mike, what's your takeaway? So Callie, Mike, what's your takeaway? Uh, yeah. Can you guys hear me? I'm, uh, I'm driving. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. Mike. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, amazing game. I had a little watch party out here, uh, in San Francisco, got about 13 people out, including, um, some folks traveling for spring break, which is always nice. Uh, amazing game. Um, you know, I think you can point to, to all your regulars, but honestly, subjectively, I sort of feel like Bebe had, had himself a game. Like he was, he was just out there, like holding it down on defense. Um, he was a presence. Um, and so I enjoyed his effort. Um, a lot of fun. Uh, I, you know, my biggest worry is just making sure that our guys are rested enough for Sunday. Uh, but lots to be excited for tonight, most definitely. Yeah, one thing about Bebe, and, and I, I want to give him a little bit of credit as well, uh, it was a play where Cam Carter went right to the rim. He did a great job sealing his man off to give that uh, well, about as uh, you know free attempt at the rim as possible. Didn't get called for a moving screen or anything like that. He just had great basketball awareness. And, and I, I do think, and I mentioned this just a little bit ago, I think Bebe, Gasson, Ish, uh, and even Tomlin, I, I think all these guys uh, come Sunday are going to have to really focus on getting a body and clearing out that lane when shots go up, especially when we're on defense, uh, and allow other folks to come in and get a shot uh, at the ball uh, because, again, uh, Oscar Shibway, uh, I mean, he, he's a monster on the boards. Uh, again, I, I think he's a monster on the boards. Uh, he only scored eight points. Um, and and I, don't, I don't think he's – I mean, he might score a little bit more. I doubt he's going to grab 25 rebounds. Uh, but I don't think he's this uh, guy who can single-handedly beat K-State. Um, if we can limit those second-chance points that he creates for Kentucky – uh, by getting a body on him, clearing at him out of the lane as much as we can. I think we will have a great shot to take care of business on Sunday. 
Uh, let's go next to uh, – we'll go to uh, the Railroader, live from the Railroad. Then we'll go to Hayes, then Jeff, and then Zach. Yeah, I was happy. Uh, it was kind of what what I would consider a typical first-round game, which we don't normally have at K-State. But, uh, I mean, it was a comfortable win. It was kind of great to see the scrubs come in towards the end. Uh, I was happy to see Naquan kind of get after it in the second half. But, yeah, good. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm glad Nate Aubrey was able to get in – uh, get on that stat sheet uh, in this game. Hopefully we blow out Kentucky and he can get in at the end of that game as well. Uh, let's go Jeff, then Hayes. Uh, Jeff, what's your uh, instant reaction to that? I thought it was a good win. I was really – I think what stood out to me was the defense. To, after battle made his first two shots, and I was kind of worried because we really didn't do much with him on the bench in the first half – thinking he was going to take over the second half, really limited them on like two minutes, kept them off the board uh, from scoring. And then another five minutes after they made a couple shots, really tightened it up on the defensive end. And that was, I think that's what uh, carried us through in that second half. Definitely. And uh, as we're doing this live, of course, uh, this is some of the fun of it. Uh, TCU comes back, wins the game. They're mobbing and celebrating. Uh, amongst the Arizona State cheerleaders, uh, kind of knocking them over. Very funny scene. So TCU moves on, and I believe uh, it is West Virginia and Iowa State are the two Big 12 teams that do not move on to the second round. Um, Let's go to Hayes and then Zach. Hayes, what's your reaction to that game? Yeah, pretty on brand for uh, Iowa State to lose. But anyway – um, yeah, well, fuck Iowa State, man. What yeah, a exactly. bunch of fuck. losers. Wait, wait, wait. My God. Hold, hold on. I, sorry, I don't want to kill the chat or whatever here. But did you guys see the Iowa State fans clapping in the Greensboro gym <laughs> during yeah. the Montana State hit a three? Oh, my God. Talk a bunch of, about a bunch of losers. Holy fucking shit. Yeah, they, they were foaming at the mouth uh, for a, a three that had no real impact on the game. Uh, I did get a kick out of that. Uh, But, yeah, Hayes, uh, we'll we'll, we'll keep reacting to uh, the good guys in purple. Uh, What what was your reaction to that game? I'm not going to say I loved it. There was a lot of turnovers. Um, I mean, not a lot, but a decent amount. It it wasn't incredible, but we covered. We we shot well. We got the win. Um, That's all that matters. Want to know what's next. Um. I'm excited for Kentucky on Sunday. Can't wait for that game. I think we got a good shot. I really hope that uh, Bay Bay, as he's gotten some shot, some shout outs today, I hope that he can play a lot and uh, shut down Shibway a little bit. And um, let's go to the Sweet 16, fellas. Yeah, so on the turnovers, we end up with 14. So that is one under my magic number, but two more than Tang's number of 12. Uh, Tang wants to keep it at 12 or less. For me, anything under 15, and we've uh, been pretty good. So uh, not horrible. Uh, At one point, we were really turning them over far more than they were turning us over. They ended up with 16, so it it ended up being a little bit closer. And I'll say this, if, if you look at turnover rate, 
forced turnover rate. Montana State is better at turning their opponents over than Kentucky or uh, Providence. Uh, again, it doesn't matter what Providence is uh, because they lost. Uh, but they turn folks over uh, far more than Kentucky does. Granted, level of competition, all that jazz, I get it. Um, but I, I wasn't overly worried with the turnovers. There are a couple dumb ones that's like, okay, was that really needed? Uh, and then there was a couple that maybe we got bailed out a little bit by stealing it back from them and maybe didn't count as a turnover. But ultimately, uh, I'll, I'll take 14 rest of the way. If, if, you could, if you could have me lock in, if I could lock in 14 turnovers every single game from here on out, I would lock it in. I, I, I truly would. Um, let's go to Zach next, uh, and then I'll say this. Anyone who is listening, if you want to get in, uh, request. Uh, we'll go to Zach. We might do a little bit of Kentucky uh, predictions, and then uh, we'll, we'll probably call it a night. Chauncey is asleep. He is snoozing, and uh, quite frankly, I want to go to sleep as well. But if folks want to get up and talk, I will let you talk. Uh, so this is the final call for instant reaction for the K-State game versus Montana State after Zach. If no one else pops up, we will uh, do some Kentucky predictions. Zach, what's your reaction? Um, yeah, we just we played um, we played really good when you consider how the rest of the tournament is going. Um, a lot of, you know, low seeds are struggling. And, and I pointed out on Twitter how – monumental the Fairleigh Dickinson upset is. And, and, you know, while Fairleigh Dickinson might have played well, it might have been a good matchup, blah, 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 blah. Um, you know, they I, – I have a point I was trying to make there, and it just blanked on me. So just forget that. We just played well. <laughs> we played well considering how well Low Seed's been doing recently. Um, to win by 12 feels fairly significant. And we covered by, what, like four points? Um, I thought we answered their bell a lot. Like, every time I got nervous, we answered pretty quickly. And they only, like, cut it within 10 a couple times. So I'm, I'm really pleased with how we played. And, and I'll say this before we get into predictions for the Kentucky game, and then I'll let anyone who may want to request and get any, uh, any final comments about this Montana State game in there. Uh, so this is the final call. Um, we, we saw that 16 seed upset. This is the third straight year we've seen a 15 seed. Uh, we saw a 14 seed. Uh, wait, have we seen a 14 seed this year? I don't know. We've seen a 13 seed this year. Um, and, and we've seen a lot of games uh, go down to the wire uh, with some of these seed upsets. And I think college basketball, I, I think there's a level of parity that we haven't seen in a long time. So, Anyone who, who's trying to sit back and say, oh, you only won by 12, you're a three seed, you, you should have done this. Well, college basketball is evolving, and anytime you can basically go, for the most part, wire to wire without having to worry about the outcome of the game, and uh, basically the entire second half, once, once things started getting going, you didn't even have to worry about uh, covering. I, I think that does say a lot about the team. Uh, Chris, you're unmuted. Did you want to chime in on that? Oh no, uh, I just I didn't realize I was unmuted. <laughs> no, you're you're good. You're good. We'll we'll start with you, Chris, and then anyone who wants to get a Kentucky 
uh, prediction, uh, hop up and, and we'll get that. Uh, but we'll start with you, Chris. Uh, what, what's your prediction? How do you think Sunday's going to play out? And then uh, if you're going to have uh, a key, what, what would your key to that game? Well, I think the key is to where you got to get production from outside of our big two. I think, I think Nacon Tomlin will have a good game. And then so I used to say we needed, we need uh Marquise, uh, Keontae and uh, Naquan to have a good game, but I think we need to have a fourth player have a good game. Um, I think uh, rebounding will be huge. I think uh, Kentucky, the little bit I watched them play against Providence, they sounded like they were feasting on rebounds and Providence was struggling to rebound. So I think rebounding will be key. Um, and so not limiting their – second chance opportunities that'll be big um but like you said they this isn't a kentucky team of old where they have a whole bunch of big names um that uh that kind of scare you or intimidate you um so this is a little bit different kentucky uh team but they i mean they still have kentucky on their jerseys and i don't i don't think that our players will that that won't affect them but i think it i think more so from the fan side of it. I think a lot of us as K-State fans and people that watch the games, we, we hear Kentucky and then we're like, oh, crap. Um, I don't think that'll be much of a problem. The only issue is they'll have a lot of fans in the gym on Sunday. Um, so they'll need to quiet them early. So I think if they get out to a hot start, um, that'll be key too. So rebounding and getting out to a good start will be key. I think we win by three points. Um, I think we win 72-69. That's my, that's my prediction. It'll be a close one. Um, and by the way, have they announced the game times yet? What, what time do they play on Sunday? Does anyone know? I haven't seen it yet. Um, I, I'm a- probably won't come. Okay, I, didn't, I figured it might be one of those things where they, had, they wait to announce. I'm hoping it's in the afternoon. Yeah. Surely it'll be in the afternoon. That would suck if we had to play like – early Sunday. I hope it's like at least give us a little bit of time to. I mean, it is, it is on the East coast. So the, the first tip off of the, uh, of the day is not out of question, but we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, I, I don't know if it'll get announced before we wrap up, but uh, I'll, I'll keep an eye on it before we call the night. Um, let's go to Coley dub next Coley dub. Uh, what's your prediction for Sunday, and uh, what's a key or two if you want to throw that in? Um, I just think uh, we're gonna have some dudes get buckets. I think Naquan Tomlin's gonna step up and knock in early foul trouble like he did tonight. And I think that's really the whole key of the game. If he and Keontae or Desi Sills can knock in foul trouble, um, I think Case has a great chance of winning on Sunday. Um, I mean, it, it, he just, he kind of proved how effective he can be in the second half. Like he, you know, he got in foul trouble early and then second half he came in, he, he got buckets all second half, like when it was crucial and when K-State needed them. So I think, I think, I think it's going to figure it out and get some buckets against Kentucky. And uh, I'm going, uh, K State seventy. Let's go Kentucky sixty eight. Uh, let's go K State seventy. Kentucky sixty six. 
that's my official prediction. I'm going to lock it in and uh, go whoever go to whoever you want to. Uh, yeah, we'll go Callie, Mike, and then we'll go to Jeff. Callie, Mike, we'll Jeff. Uh, Callie prediction Mike. and uh, any key. Prediction and any key. Yeah, um, <clears throat> my prediction is K-State's going to come out on top. Uh, I'm going to go 67-58. They're going to have their best defensive effort of the year and win by nine. I think that the key is really just cleaning up those turnovers and limiting the fouls on our big guys uh, to keep them in the game to control the rebounding. That is the key. Um, and I don't want to blow up this whole thing, uh, but I do want to throw in there, did anyone hear this news about Davion Bradford transferring and sitting behind our bench during tonight's game? Yeah, so I, I'll, I'll kind of put a squash on that. Davion Bradford is not transferring back to K-State. He was behind the bench. Uh, I, I believe he was very close with Ish Masood uh, in, to a slightly lesser cons- uh, spot, uh, Marquise Noel, and then Curtis Kelly as well. Um, so I, I don't think anyone needs to be thinking Davion Bradford's coming back. Uh, I wish him all the best wherever he goes. I was a massive Davion Bradford fan. Uh, Davy Dunks, you know, I was going nuts when he was a freshman. I thought he was going to be all Big Twelve play. He's not coming back. He was behind the bench, uh, but I think he was just kind of buddies. I think he got what I think the ticket came from Ish. Uh, Ish gave him one of his tickets because all the players get a handful of tickets. They get uh, they give away. So I think it was just a ticket from Ish. Uh, but I don't think you need to worry about him coming. Uh, but back. I don't think you need to worry about him coming back. All right, I appreciate that clarification. Go Cats. Go Cats. Uh, we'll go Jeff, and then we'll go live to the railroad. Jeff, uh, what's your prediction for Sunday, and what sort of – I think this is going to be a close game, nail-biter. Um, I think the keys are going to be, you know, we got to have Marquise and Keontae do what they do. we got to have someone else step up and, and be special. I don't know. Whoever it is, you know – whether it's Desi Sills again, like the KU game in Manhattan, or or Camp Carter just goes, or you know somebody that we don't expect to do something amazing, does something amazing, get us, you know, get us that win. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I'm I'm going with uh, like a 66 to 63 type game. Hopefully, we're uh, we're the 66. I'll say this, if you want a prediction to throw out there, who might be that surprise uh, contributor, I really think David Gasson or Bebe Igiola might be that guy. Uh, They are very susceptible to a pick and roll crashing fast in the bucket. Uh, So if we can get some of those matchups early and Marquise is threading some needles, I think uh, our big guys could have a little bit of a mini feast at the rim on Sunday. Uh, we'll go live to the railroad, KSU Railroad, or then we'll go to Zach, and then we'll wrap up the night with Logan. I think the keys is to keep Naquan Tomlin and Marquise Noel out of foul trouble. Um, obviously, Keontae, too. But, uh, yeah, we, we've got to keep Naquan in the game. We, we've struggled several times with him getting into foul trouble, and it really does hurt. Um, other than that, I, I think the Cats win by eight. 
when it's all said and done. Game will be in the seventies. You know, fairly high scoring, but I, I think we. Yeah, I, I would like that. I'd love to pull away a little bit. We'll go, uh, Zach, get your predictions, and then uh, we'll go to Logan. We'll let him talk about tonight and then give his prediction. Yeah, man, you got to feel good about. Uh, no, his... no, Logan. No, I said we're going to Zach first. Come on. Gosh, you're rookie, Logan. You're a rookie. I'm just kidding. Uh, all love. Zach, uh, give me predictions, <laughs> and then I will uh, get get back to Logan. Um, yeah, so Kentucky um, seems to struggle to score. Um, that's something I've noticed. And the way we play defense today makes me pretty confident. Um, let's say these guys played in front of an empty gym like it's COVID again. I think we could run them off the floor a lot, a lot of times. I just think we match up well with them. Um, I mean, Oscar Sheway will provide a problem, but that, that's about it. Um, the, the thing that worries me, I suppose, is how unfortunately lucky they were. I don't know if it's lucky, but to be drawn in a place where they're going to pull out a lot of fans. Um, it's, it's, maybe it'll be a little bit better than 2018, but not a whole lot. So that concerns me a bit. But overall, I think we kind of silence them and control a ugly, low-scoring game and win like 58 to 50. Yeah, I'll say this about the location. Uh, it is unfortunate. I'm not going to say it's not unfortunate. Um, but but I think with the way uh, Kentucky basketball, uh, their amount of fans across the nation, whether or not they went to Kentucky or not, and their fans and their ability to travel, um, I think even if this was in Kansas City, uh, it would be maybe 50-50 at best in favor of, K- of K-State. I think anytime you draw – Kentucky in the NCAA tournament, you're going to be facing an uphill battle when it comes to fans. And and I agree. I, I think we saw it a little bit uh, in that Providence game. Uh, Kentucky uh, really played off of their fans and, you know, they get a bucket, they get some momentum, they're playing off of that. And for better or worse, that is going to be something that plays a factor, I think, in the game. How much of a factor? Uh, ask me again at, at the end of Sunday. Um, but but it, it will play a little bit into it. Also, still some thunder from uh, what the guys on Three Mall said earlier. Uh, Kentucky's lost at uh, Rupp Arena to South Carolina and Georgia this year. Um, so they haven't been like super stellar in front of their own fans. So it is, it is what. Yeah. And they lost in front of a mostly blue gym when they're at Vandy and when they lost first Vandy again in the SEC championship game. And, and yeah, th- this is a flawed Kentucky team. Um, and this is a gettable Kentucky team. I think if K-State plays their uh, B-plus game or better, I don't think it matters what Kentucky does. If I think K-State's B-plus game beats Kentucky's A-plus game. Um, that might be a homer take. Uh, I'm sure if anyone from Big Blue Nation finds this podcast, I'll get grilled. Um, but I truly believe that this team, if they play a B-plus game or better, we're going to be victorious. It's all right. I, yep. I, I'm, I'm feeling it tonight. I'm feeling it. Um, it's March Madness. We haven't been here in four years, and so I'm just living it up. But just to play devil's advocate, when it, it kind of sucks. So when we beat them in 2018 – um, 
that was that was a game that we probably weren't expected to win. I mean, hell, we weren't expected to win that game. And then if you take a just eye test this year, Kentucky us, uh, you're probably like, oh well, we should have we should be favored. And I know Vegas probably won't favor us. Vegas oh, we won't. Be like, it'll, it'll be Kentucky by. Th- it'll be like it'll probably be yeah. It'll be like th- two and a half, three, three and a half, or whatever. But I mean, if people that actually look as like, okay, if you go just the dudes matchup right, Marquise. All right, take Marquise for whoever they have. Kentucky by one, by the way. It's posted. Yeah. Is it Mar- okay? Kentucky by one. So that's actually, I mean, yeah. So it's close to pick them, but I'm sure that line will move to two. Anyways, but if you look at the guys match, they have Oscar Sheepway. I mean, Keontae Johnson. We have Marquise, uh, Naquan Tomlin. I mean, I can't – I really can't – I can name, name Oscar Sheepway and maybe one other Kentucky player, but, damn, I'm, I, I, I'd really have to, like, study and research to name a few more. Like, there's just – they don't have the names like they used to. So, anyways, if you look at it this year – and so I'm really – just blabbering on so sorry i'm it's st patrick's day i'm feeling it you know whatever i love <laughs> it, I love it. Uh, <laughs> anyways yeah. my point is like the year we the year that we got them we weren't expected to get them and then the year that they're gettable it would suck that we just lose to them because like when we have more of the talent and the dudes than typically than they have and then they get us it just that just seems to how it goes and not, not i i still think will win probably in a close game, but it would it wouldn't surprise me. It's just like, gosh dang it, the year that we were not supposed to get them, we do get them. And then the year that we should get them, they get us, you know? Well I'm sorry, that, that was a long You're you're good, Chris. You're good. Uh, I will clear out the the uh the uh f- not freeway, uh takeoff way, roadway, uh whatever planes fly off of. Um I'm going to clear it out for Logan. Logan, uh, floor is all yours, my friend. Talk about tonight. Give me your instant reaction to the game versus uh, Montana State. Walk me through how you think the game is going to go on Sunday. The floor is yours, my man. Runway. That's what I was looking for. Thank you. Yeah, it was kind of disappointing we couldn't, you know, hit the dagger and put them away early. But there's something to be said that we didn't let them come back in the game because there was several opportunities for them to come back in the game. I think. Uh, you know, when I was looking at that box score, it's hard to believe K-State shot 56% from the field. It did not feel like that because I think they left a lot of shots out there. They had a lot of open threes that I think they're going to have to make against Kentucky. If they want to win, they're going to have to rebound. And a lot of people are saying limited, limiting the turnovers. They did have some sloppy turnovers, but they only had 14 in this game. I think Jerome Tang says he wants the team to be around 11. So if they can stay around that mark against Kentucky – uh, limit the turnovers, hit open shots. Kentucky only shot 36% against Providence, and I don't think Providence is a great defensive team. I don't think they're a good team at all. Um, so I think K-State can win. I'll put them by five points, 70-65. Um, so I don't know. What do you think? I mean, I <laughs> I agree. I, I think K-State will get it done. And then again – I, I was planning on having you be the last one, Logan, and I like how you laid it all out. I'm going to let, you know, Grant up on stage. I, I request if he wants to hop up here and give a uh, g- give his piece before we call tonight. Um, so, Grant, do you want to get up here? I invited you. Filibuster. 
Uh, I will say this. Uh, I think we will probably be going live on Sunday after the Kentucky game, win or lose. Um, so anyone who is listening to this Sun or Saturday morning or Sunday before the game, I think we'll be going live again after the game on Sunday, regardless. Um, it looks like Grant doesn't want to pop up. Okay, well, unless he does – oh, 240 CBS, according to Ryan. Okay, so it's going to be an afternoon game. Oh, boy, I'm already nervous. All right, well, I'm going to wrap things up then. Um, folks, it, it was a fun night. It was it was great to be back in uh, – it was great to be back in March Madness. It was great to get a dub. It's going to be great to be back in the round of 32. Uh I'm going to be nervous. I'll be honest with you guys. I feel confident. I think we will beat Kentucky. I think we will make it back to the Sweet 16, uh, playing either Michigan State or Marquette. But it's nervous, and it's good to feel nervous. And and all of this is uh, fun. This is what being a sports fan is all about. It is these moments. It's postseason basketball, uh, playing against uh, a blue blood. Kentucky versus K-State. I mean, uh, it's a a battle of two top 25 programs of all time. And I would love to get another one over on uh, Kentucky. Uh, anyone who is down there in the trenches in North Carolina, uh, give them hell on Sunday. And that's all we have. So thank you to all the bonehead who uh, participated. Thank you to anyone who is listening Saturday or Sunday. And that's all we have. This ended up being a longer quick take hot take episode. So for all the boneheads everywhere, for Chauncey, who is sleeping away because it's 11.50 at night, we love you guys, and go Cats. It's time to get set for the cat attack. You can feel the excitement. You can feel it coming on for Kansas State. Feelings growing strong. You can join in the action. This is where you wanna be with Kansas State. Come on, set your spirit free. Kansas State, our pride is with the cats. Kansas State, come on, join the cat attack. Kansas State, excitement's in the air. Kansas State, the fun is being Podcast Network.